Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, D-Palm. Follow me on Twitter at D-Palm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR Network at, you guessed it, the MTR Network. You find us, don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere. You get your podcasts for absolutely free 99. Two podcasts in a week. I know you're terrified. Relax. It's going to be okay. We're not just back. We're back with a guest and a guest who I'm not going to insult off rip, but I'm sure I'll work it into it. The show, this guy, um, without sounding like patronizing, it's been inspiring to watch someone's hard work pay off like in real time as your friend. And, uh, the biggest dog right now I can have on the podcast, Matt Edwards. What's up, baby? Not, dude. I am not the biggest guy you can get on the podcast right now. You can always call Felder. Felder is bigger, but I I appreciate the kind words, man, because this is this has been a ride. This has been a ride. Um, a million downloads in 35 days, and a bunch like 33 shows in that 35 days. I well, well, well every podcast is someone's first podcast. Let's let any listener know he's a friend of the show. But tell them where you do and where you do it. I, I I produce the Ion College of Basketball podcast for CBS Sports. I I pinch hit produce for the Pick Six podcast for also CBS Sports. We do uh, we do video, we do YouTube, we do audio. It's a lot. It's so much fun, and I, I am like I said, I am I am very very humbled by the kind words, man. Because this is like it's been a crazy month. It's been a crazy, crazy month. A million March. downloads in 35 days. Yeah, my man. Congratulations, man. Um, but yes, for long-time listeners, you're not used to that kind of discourse. Don't worry, it won't last. No, 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 no. It's a cold. It, it, it's a cold truce. That was the only. That was the. That was the glove that you offered to me before you slapped me in the face with it. So I understand. Well, because I have to transition to all the insults, but I do it in a kind way. We were supposed to record this on Wednesday. I had a pretty light uh, workday Wednesday. I had planned out how it was going to work for me in my life. I had another show to record right after this one on Thursday. I didn't want to put them back to back. But someone had to retire and someone had to go to work. So, <laughs> yes, it's very impressive that you're so good and big and yada, yada, yada. You've made my life harder, which I think isn't a deterrent for you at all. Um, I don't know why I told you, honestly. You know, I don't know why you made it, why you told me that one, because I, had I known it was going to make your life that much harder, I would have much less angst yesterday. I felt horrible. Because (laughs) literally, like 658, again, you tell me you're in the room, we're about to record, and then Jay Wright, then Jay Wright decides, you know what? I'm going to retire. I'm going to be done at 60. And the only, like, the biggest question I have for you on this one is, are you as sick of the, this is the prop, this is why college coaches, we need to get national laws and everything on name, image, and likeness and the transfer portal. And the whole time I'm just like, you know, coaches could just adapt. We can, we can do that too. But, but I know, like, I know I'm speaking, speaking to the, like, preaching to the choir on this one, yes. but, I am tired of hearing this is NIL's fault. This is the transfer portal's fault. Let's start looking at this as these guys are old. These guys are multimillionaires at 60, and they might want to just, you know, live life. Hey, 
let's look at this through the lens of, say, a larger view. Let's say that there's a wedge issue that they know people feel emotional about. So they lie about the issue to inflame those emotions while rationality is drowned out by the fervor and cry of these idiots. Oh, wait, that's happening all over the world. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, sports did it first. I'm telling Mm -hmm. y'all, watch sports, watch how it's covered, watch how it's now that athletes are making their own media. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Look at who's doing what in the political sphere now. I'm just saying, sports has been the test kitchen for politics for a very long time. Negative recruiting happened way before Newt Gingrich started slinging mud. Okay? Now, (laughs) Jay Wright's retirement, I was going to push it later, but fuck it, I'm not going to talk about basketball anymore, or college basketball at least. Let's do this now. Jay Wright, the coolest man to win a national title. Because of the boom clip, I know it's going around. If you haven't seen it, first of all, weird. Second of all, uh, as the shot goes up, Jay Wright says the word boom on the sideline, and then the shot falls as he walks away, basically like the uh, guy who walks away from an explosion in action. <laughs> yes. Very cool. He always wore suits. I respected that. I also want to know if there's a series of, let's just call suspicious deaths, on some of those Villanova Road games. I'm not saying it looks like a hitman, but it looks like a hitman. Um, <laughs> what else? What else? What else? I think those are the sum total of my – oh, and the name is just like this thing. Look, I just kind of did my little spiel about how, one, it's a cudgel, and, two, it's a writ large on what's happening around the world. Um, and we're not going to talk about that because I don't – I have stuff to do later. Yeah. But um, most importantly, it's, it's – no one should ever lose focus that these kids are getting that money for other shit. Yeah. Not for the sports they're playing, but for other obligations they're fulfilling. And sometimes that obligation is posting a social or going to Coachella or whatever it may be. And it may sound fun to you in the abstract. But you know what else sounds fun? Being a sports agent. I was a sports agent. You know what wasn't fun? Anyway. Now, before we get into all the stories of the day, let's talk about the story of the day. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nada. First of all, I don't have writers. I was just off the rip, y'all. I'm good. Um, now, why? <laughs> hmm, now, let me rephrase. You know what? I'm talk, I, I, tell, I will start this thing with a story. And when I was 22, my senior class of football idiots, we all went to Vegas together because we were making decent money, but not great money. We were all, it was like 12 of us in a room. We were staying at the hotel at Mandalay. We had guys driving from L.A. It was a great weekend. That weekend we saw Mike Tyson. Oh, wow. 2008. It's right around the hangover. Oh, yeah. We're wild Mike Tyson. And, and just hanging out, gambling where we were gambling. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I hit him with a, what up, champ? He said, I'm losing money. And I walked away. Because that's when the conversation ended. Mike Tyson told me about his wallet. I didn't do anything else. I was done for the night. Let's just get out of here before he decides it's my fault. Meanwhile, on JetBlue, (laughs) this intoxicated gentleman, guess the race, decides to greet the champ who's resting on his plane. The champ is gracious. Have you seen the full video? I have not seen the full video. I probably Dog, the full, it's a time it's like he they they interact, they dap up, the kid keeps talking to him, he says, Hey man, I, you can almost see Mike be like, hey, I'm trying to have a nice night, could you just leave me alone? He says it like three or four times. 
This kid's standing, like he's the seat behind Tyson. He's standing on his seat trying to, and then Mike puts some hands on him. And everyone's saying, oh, he didn't really hit him because look at his face. It's not, that's as hard as he could hit him given the space constraints. And, and, that, Tyson and you don't have, want him hitting him harder either. Oh, I kind of do. I saw the whole video. But <laughs> if Mike Tyson could have swung his hips, then Mike Tyson kills man on airplane. Much different story. Not nearly as entertaining. Now, now, what, now my, what, what, I don't, I got nothing. I, I, there's no question. I don't even know what to say. It's the dumbest like, thing. This is some Darwinism shit. Like, again, first things first, and I needed to look, I probably needed to look this up, but why are you starting a fight on JetBlue? I thought they saved that for spirit. Like, look. that's the thing I, 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 like, I have questions. Why you start, like, like a fight on a JetBlue flight. We have, like, JetBlue is the mid-tier. I expect you to start a fight on a Spirit airline, especially considering that those planes are held together with tape, glue, and a little bit of prayer from your deity of Spirit gum. That's why it's named for. That's that's where they got it from. But starting a fight with Jet. Now, the other question is, what the hell is Mike Tyson doing on JetBlue? Like that's the other question. He's trying, to, he, he's trying to get a nap. Fair, fair. Like that's the other question I have because normally I don't. We don't have like Mike ha- doesn't have a advertising deal or something along the lines of that to where he can go on like American or something like that somewhere where he would have probably been left alone. And okay, first and foremost, when, first foremost. We're not going to send this podcast if you're an American's a good airline. I'm not going to let that happen. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's a good airline. This is a Delta-only podcast. Um, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, though, a slightly more established airline. I've flown American three times in the last ten years. They lost my bags twice. No. No. Okay. Okay. I can't. part of the reason I don't check bags anymore. Honestly. Oh, I did see that. I did see that. I had to check a bag for this last this last one. I did have to check well, a bag yeah, for that. You were doing huge things. So so what do you think happens now? Because you live in this litigious society, you live in this place where someone could see Mike as a come up, and honestly, I don't know why you'd want to further antagonize that man after what just happened to you. But he might press charges. He might try to sue the champ. If the kid's listening, first of all, thanks for the listening. Appreciate it. Secondly, don't do that. Take the L in public. It's hard for people to do these days. But sometimes you got to hold that L. That's one of the reasons I think I'm really glad I played sports as a kid, as an adult. It's because I know sometimes you just lose. You can do. You can't, you, can't, you can't fight harder afterwards to lose. Like, you lost. It happened. You've got to pick your shit up and move on. And this young man lost, but he should know that his loss could have been a blowout. And he kept it closer than it should have been. So, hey, please don't sue the champ. That's I, I think that's the that, that that's the lesson. But honestly, at this point, the other thing about sports, you would have been smarter. Like the one thing that sports has taught me is that they may be better, but sometimes and sometimes you can't outsmart like better. But sometimes you can at least be smart enough to know what to do in those situations. And in sports. I wouldn't have just I wouldn't have tested him. I, I I don't know what brings it to you to test Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson could be ninety 
and I would still be like, yes, champ, no champ. Testing Mike Tyson, no matter how old he is, is one of those things I just happen to know not to do. That's just me, though. That's I believe our parents would say our common sense ain't all that common. Um, million downloads, 35 days, man. Let's talk about your experience with the uh, the tournament in college basketball this season and kind of how it ended. So, that was something. That that was something. Um, whether we whether it's actually like whether it actually counts, we'll see in about six months. Um, Bill Self is Bill Self in Kansas. For those that weren't aware, is are currently under investigation. Uh, yeah, yeah. When he says investigation, he doesn't mean the NCAA. He means the FBI. Oh, oh no, the FBI. Like that's the thing. That's the craziest part about this entire situation. Like the FBI basically became the cooperation arm of the NCAA in all of this. That's the crazy part. It's. But like, so I think it's kind of, it's, it, I don't know how you may feel different ways about college basketball listening to this podcast. It may, uh, fill your wallet with money. Guess on this podcast. I'm speaking for my personal experience and for your boy. The fact that the biggest story in your sport is the retirement of Coach K and the second biggest story of your sport is the right. champ is the FBI investigation. Like, not good for the health of the sport, in my opinion. But let's talk about Kay. Um, as a, as an, uh, wait, I need to know where you, ooh, I've never, I, we've never had a Kay conversation. No, we, we've never had this conversation. I think I know where you stand, but am I going to hang up on you right now? Probably, probably. I, I stand on the, I don't mind Kay. I mind the people that root for him. If you get what I mean. I've, cho- I've chosen to do both. Um, I don't necessarily like what he did when he took over USA Basketball and, death- and turned it into the Duke recruiting wing. Yes. Um, I didn't appreciate that. No I, one did. I don't and, appreciate and- there's there's a bunch of this where I absolutely do agree with you. Like the way that was the way you basically handed the keys to Duke recruiting for the first half of the 2010s, especially when you could make a case that it wasn't necessarily earned. Like that yeah. part doesn't that that part won't ever sit well with me. Um, the fact that he essentially jacked John Calipari's whole steez, like he jacked everything. So and, I, I low-key respect that because he just said, I'll do, what if I do the Calipari thing but shouldn't talk about it? Exactly. <laughs> if I just shut my fucking mouth. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he he had enough clout to go and do the John Calipari at the same shameless levels and yes. at the same time bullied enough people in the triangle to basically keep quiet about it. Like that's yes. that there is some gangster to that. There is oh, a lot of gangster. There's there's no question to the level of gangster he possesses. It's whether he used it for good or ill. And um I would vote for ill most often. And that's just me. I don't think he advanced the um I don't think he advanced the the the, the 
fortunes of enough players, in my opinion. I think that the guys who came there and who learned from K really did pay off. Like JJ Reddick doesn't have the season, the, the career he has. Shane Batty doesn't have the career he has. Um, but there are guys who came through who did not get anything from it. Kyrie Irving is a weirdo and a basketball genius. And that's not because he went to Duke. And so I think when we start like looping in kind of what we give him credit for, it, I don't know. I just, I've always felt some certain way about Coach K and this has brought a lot of loop to head, but it's also the fact that UNC did it to him twice. And <laughs> now he's 500 against the team he hates the most. So my question for you is, when do they announce he's coaching the Lakers? He's not coming back. I'm he's kidding. Not. It was a joke. It was a joke. Yeah, but, but at this point, he's, he's not coming back. The thing with K and a lot of what you said is very, very right. Most of the folks that either, like, if he loved you, he loved you, he did anything for you. And if he loved you, but you got in the way of what he wanted to do, a.k.a. Johnny Dawkins and the coaching situation, which is a quick Google search and is in the book, like, the fact that he chose John Shire and the fact that Coach K really isn't going too, too far, especially if you look at the fine print on some of that retirement stuff, he's got his own little office at Duke at Duke University in Cameron. He's still going to be involved on a day-to-day basis. He just doesn't want to do the day-to-day anymore. He's going to have a lot of say. Correct. And the problem that if you if you're looking at this in terms of a college or like a holistic college sports thing, there is a very very talented woman named Nina King who's the who's the athletic director over there. Coach K being there does not mean she gets to make real decisions. The only decision she's no. probably made in her tenure was the hiring of the new Duke football coach, but that's the extent of it. She will never touch the basketball decisions be, as long as K is there. And if you're looking at that as an ethical, in an ethical manner, it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. It leaves a real bad taste in your mouth. And I just, I think that's fair to say it's not, nothing haterish. I mean, I've got some hater in me about Kay, but this isn't coming out right now. I just think that, you know, it's a little bit unfun. Um, yeah. But yes, let's get into the podcast. Quick programming notes. We've, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, kind of the recording's been a little sporadic lately. Uh, Chris and I are both getting older. I'm, I'm getting older, got different kind of responsibilities and shit. So I think we've settled into a good group where we're going to be recording on Sundays for a lot of our media stuff. So I'll be doing. UD Pod then too, so you have shows on Mondays. However, if I can catch my friends on, let's say, a Wednesday or a rescheduled Thursday night, why not? So you'll get these <laughs> occasional shows like this as well. Uh, that's the programming notes. And normally, when I have that, I'll be talking about all manner of things, and then we talk about wrestling, so you non-fans of things that are good can listen to your little sporty sport. Oh, no, no, no. Wrestle talk. Not no, no. tonight, my friends. You must no. suffer. I was talking about wrestling for a split second. Because the final four weekend wasn't just the crowning achievement of your professional life. It was also <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> it was. Dude, like, that that was the thing. And I was telling you before we started recording, like, I'd finished recording Sunday and posting everything and doing all my YouTube responsibilities. And it was, like, 1 o'clock. And 1 o'clock in New Orleans, you can go to, like, Bourbon Street and do stuff. No, no, no. What did I do? I turned on that replay of that beautiful WrestleMania. And the first question I have, how many times does Bianca Belair have to steal the match on the undercard to get main event 
like permanent main, main event status. Because now this is two years in a row where she's had the match of the weekend for WrestleMania weekend. Okay, so if we're talking about in-ring, I would agree 110%. If we're talking about the straight-up match of the weekend, it was Stone Cold. Let's not pretend yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that was awesome. And that's a thing. It happened, and it's, it's great. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Like, in-ring. But the thing is, I think the position that they continually put her in shows that they trust her. Also true. They didn't put her in the – they didn't put her in the – because the spot of death was the Charlotte match. Oh, boy. How are you going to follow that and then be the lead into Austin? That's the spot of death. Like, when you look at how the card was booked, they knew what was going on. Yeah. Especially when you – because it was right after the Bianca match was – I'm sorry. It was Cody – because it was what? Cody Rollins and Bianca Belair. Was it Bianca? It was, it was Bianca, Cody, and then Charlotte. Mm. Yeah. They set them up to fail. I mean, it wasn't going to succeed. That's the thing. They knew it wasn't. So they're like, well, we know we're going to put this match, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like, I, like that's the other thing. Like, as much – I don't want to say a match with Charlotte Flair ever deserves pre-show, but if there was no. one <laughs> – Stop. You can't – now care. you're being mean. I don't care about Ronda. But, that's, but they paid they, their money. They're going to put her in a, a, a premium spot. But let's talk about the reason we're talking about. Bianca Belair, my goodness. Yes. Is, is this the greatest two-year run for, like, someone said it was the greatest two-year run for a black wrestler ever, and I said, this is the greatest two-year run for a wrestler ever. Full stop. The only only other person I would put as, who's had a better one or on the same level as Roman. Like, current Roman. It's her. No, I'm saying the first two years of your career. Oh, first two years of your career? Oh, no, then it, then it's Bianca. It's Bianca and it's, it's not like, it, No, at all. It's wild. And she's in-house talent. Like, if you tell me that we can agree or disagree about the way they've started approaching new talent in that uh, company, where they're getting it from, but if you look at Bianca, Roman, and Charlotte as your test cases, you say, it worked. We did hit on everyone, but man, look at where we did. And it's it's funny because you read because I know you read the same athletic article that I did, where they they changed up the formula to it, and there's a lot of it that was like, okay, I see where you're going with it. I I see why they're doing this, and it's kind of why this new test case scenario, like, I think I, I don't like. The the Hunter era of NXT worked perfectly, and I don't understand the deviation from it outside of the fact that it was money. And well, as we and as we have we have um, postulated at one point, Vince is probably selling this at some point soon. I'm feeling less likely about that. Really? Yeah. I feel less likely that maybe they are positioning for one, but they're what they're building. And so this is where I'm going to like, I'm, I agree with most of what you said, but the only thing I disagree with is 2.0. I don't watch it. It's not for me, but it's getting back to what NXT was supposed to be. NXT was supposed to be developmental. Yeah. And at some point it became a third brand. And for a while that was awesome. 
But then AEW shows up and says, what if we could do the third brand thing, but better on, with a bigger budget on a traveling stage? NXT couldn't keep pace just from a depth perspective because every time someone would get heated up, someone would get hurt. And so the decision to pivot, and I've read the Hunter article as well, it makes sense to me. It, it's, it, it's something I don't necessarily love. It's not for me. But the numbers were holding a little bit better than I thought they would, which I hate talking about numbers in wrestling. I'm sorry about that. I shouldn't have done that. And they're building stars because Steiner's kid's a, a star. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, Braun Breaker is absolutely a star. Braun Breaker, it's like, if he's not on, if he doesn't have a WrestleMania match next year, something has gone horribly, horribly wrong. Like, I don't think he should be there past SummerSlam. That's how good I think this kid is. Like, I just hope that they don't overcook the grits to where you have another Keith Lee situation where we're going to go from Braun Breaker to to Braun Steiner or something like that and then put him in put him in the Michigan jacket and basically have him be Rick Steiner 2.0. I'm actually okay with that, but I, I know what you're saying. I think that they've done we talk about the names thing another time, but I think they've done the, made the right decision as far as keeping him separate from the Steiner legacy is at least directly initially and weaving it in where it needs to be. Uh let's talk about football, man. Let's talk about some some yeah. football that I love. Let's talk about the USFL. Just kidding, guys. Stop trying to make spring football happen. Oh, God. It's never going to work. People don't understand what makes the NFL work is the fact that the offseason never dies. Mm-hmm. Like, there's that and the fact that there's only so much football that we care about, and we mainly care about football. Like, that, that it's got to be the cream of the crop. We don't care... Like, say what you want about Maction and everything else like that. It gets numbers, but it doesn't get numbers that the people think that, that it really does. I don't want to see the USFL. The only thing the USFL can do is be a test case for NFL properties that that will advance the broadcast. That's it. In terms of a product, it's not great. Unwatchable. Um, let's talk about college football, the real other football sport in this mm-hmm. country. Nick Saban, last, or I guess earlier this, early this year, name, image, and likeness is a positive thing for players. I don't think it's a bad thing. We just need some kind of national legislation to control it. It'll be imbalanced to who dominates college football if it's regulated. He said that in January. And what everyone thought he was worried, he was telling you. If you don't build rules, I'm just going to win more. Yeah. Lo and behold, today, University of Washington worked breaking that they are afraid they're not able to compete in this newly established landscape. And again, we said it earlier, NIL is paying these kids to do something else besides their sport while they should be getting paid to do their sport. And now it's not going to level any playing fields. The schools that have but people thought it would because they're liars. People that the schools that have the capital to do this are already doing it and now you're giving them no reason to hide it. Three million dollars. Let's say you make three million dollars a year in Georgia. That goes pretty far. Your house, maybe a lake house, maybe a boat. You say to yourself, where do I spend the rest of this money? 
<laughs> where can I spend it where I'll feel important and revered for my money? You spend it in co- boosters, baby. And now you're saying if they can make super packs and just pool their money? The only thing that, that worries me about that is that the big element of the booster is individual glory. Yeah. Having your name on a plaque is as good as having a student section after maybe a bench outside. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see how that works out. The collective isn't there. Because it may be one man super packs. Yeah. What I'm saying is it matters more here than it does anywhere else. And y'all got to be real careful before Nick Saban says, we should regulate it or I'm going to take all this, every bit. There's literally, if if this goes the way that I think it goes, we are going, like, we're the only team that I worry about, that I would worry about if I was a non, if I was a program not in the SEC, might be Oregon. And that's only because, quite frankly, the Phil Knight money and all of that, that's 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 the ball game. But between USC can get their shit together real fast. Yeah, that like USC needs to, like USC <laughs> needs to to like this year. Like I say, what you want about Lincoln? I like Lincoln. I think he's a smart guy. I also think that he needs to get that ball up and rolling before Nike realizes what exactly it can do, especially for Phil Knight's alma mater. You want those fresh J's that nobody oh. else gets? You want the super sneak, secret sneakers app? We'll give you all that. Come on to Oregon. He, again, come Phil Knight could be shook. <clears throat> yeah. If, if I may, come to Eugene or come to Los Angeles. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I, you're making excellent points. Come to Eugene or come to Los Angeles. Oh, I, I do. You're 18. I you're 18. Okay. All right. I understand. Let's talk about. Let's talk about winning college football, not this West Coast nonsense. Georgia <laughs> got their rings at the spring game. I know you've seen them. If you listen to this podcast, I hope you've seen them too. Now, can I get an outside perspective on how beautiful they are? Because they're, they're gorgeous to me. To me. Yeah, they're right. Hater. Look at this. <laughs> you expect that he's different? No, I didn't. But honestly, just to see it in person. Wow. <laughs> All right. Okay. I got you. I'm, I'm gonna see, I see you. Well, I hope you get used to seeing things like that because you might see another ring next year. We're going to have Jason Smith on Monday's podcast talking about the Georgia's draft prospects. But let's talk about Georgia's returning team. The spring game looks very good, very exciting. Lad McConkey's back again, but he's joined by a lot more pass catchers out there. And uh, I did a really bad thing as I looked at the schedule. And we're going to walk through it together because you haven't seen it yet. Why would you look at the schedule in in April, sir? Why? Because I, I watched half of the spring game. Next question. Um, I never watched the spring game. I never watched the spring game. I watched that's, the spring that, game. That's the other question I have. Have you got? Have you gotten too high on the supply? Have you gotten 14 too weeks high? Ago, 14 weeks ago, Georgia won the national title. Anyway. Okay. Their first game is at home versus Oregon. Coming off a coaching change. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The next game is at home versus Sanford. When I tell you that the the biggest, the smallest spread on the schedule is going to be the Oregon game, the next game is at South Carolina, then home for Kent State, then at Mizzou, home for Auburn, 
Home for Vandy, Florida game. Home for Tennessee, at Mississippi State, at Kentucky, home versus Georgia Tech. Y'all don't see Alabama or any team that with a pulse? <laughs> LSU, no Bama, no A&M, baby. We had a crossover with no damage taken. I couldn't be happier. Are you kidding me? That's 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 legitimately the schedule. <laughs> the schedule. <laughs> what is this? Is a court? Yo, we complained about Kirk, Coach K getting a retirement tour for nine months. This is a Kirby Smart. Appreciate how good I am at defense and very uncreative at offense, and I still want a title tour. That's what this is. I'll see you guys in Atlanta in December. Oh boy. And, and guess what? If you lose them all, I still won't care because we won the national title 14 weeks ago. Like you, I'm invincible right now. But with that schedule, I'm a problem, my friend. I'm going to be a problem. You are going to be I'm so already, obnoxious by Thanksgiving. I'm already annoyed with myself. I'm already annoyed with myself. I can't stand me. Like, like this, you are going to be obnoxious, but wow. And next weekend, I get to watch a bunch of these Georgia defenders make a bunch of money. That's true. Jordan Davis. We're talking. Oh, Jordan Davis is going to be fine. Nicobe Dean. I don't know if any NFL executives listen to this podcast. If you do, thanks. Please. I don't care where you draft him. Pay him as much as you can. Pay him under the table. Pay him over the table. Create an LLC and pay that LLC like you did with Brady. Do whatever it takes to make this man happy and make his life paradise. Because he's going to help you so much on the football field. It's absurd. Hmm. What? What? No, no, no. I don't. I, 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 I love N'Kobe Dean. I think he's going to be awesome. I just wish that the team, the childhood team I used to root for and I just now occasionally trade as a stranger was in a functional position to where they could hey. use his services. That's all. That's all. Just like the Falcons are dead to you, the Giants are dead to me. Another thing. Let's abolish the draft so our favorite players don't end up on teams like our aforementioned former fanhood teams. Yeah. I like the pool idea where you allocate money out and you can bid on players. But many a player career has been ruined by going to the wrong situation. I'm not entirely sure you can ruin Nakobe Dean as long as the football field's still 100 yards long. I think you're going to be okay. But don't try it, please. Um, all right, we'll talk to Georgia. I'm very excited about the schedule. I'm very the, – the sadness in your voice confirmed that what I was seeing is true. This is a very good schedule for us. Yes, it is. You should be very, very happy because this is now going – you are going to be so utterly obnoxious. I'm going to be the worst. I'm going to be the worst. Oh. I've already bought two shirts. I never buy shirts. <laughs> you have fully bought. This is how I know it's bad. This is the. It's not buying in. It's not buying in. They won a title. I have proof of concept. I there's a title. They won it 14 weeks ago. The fact that you have kept the, you've kept all of this. You've bought shirts. You're feeling good. You're watching spring football. This Why is like Len Bias before he had the heart attack. That's what this is. Wow. You just called Georgia football cocaine something that's never been called. Trust me. It's boring and slow. It's nothing like cocaine from what I hear. Now, 
Let's talk about NFL news of the day. Debo Sammy wants out of San Francisco. I've heard no rumors as to why yet. This is crazy. Does he just know that Kyle's not going to use him the right way? Like what? What? You know, honestly, I'm glad this is happening. It's been such a quiet off season. You know, real ho hum off season. <laughs> nothing we're talking about. And Debo Samuel all of a sudden wants out the week before the draft. First of all, through his agent, great timing. Second of all, where you? This is crazy to me, right? This is absolutely crazy, but at the same point, if I was used like a running back, more like a running back than a wide receiver, and I knew that trying to get paid as a wide receiver rather than a running back was unlikely, I would force my way out now too. I would do the same thing. That's great perspective. That's great perspective. That is essentially, I, I, that's what I believe that a bunch of this is about, is about I want to be used as a wide receiver. I don't want to take the gajillion hits while I'm on a second round second round receiver contract I get all of that and I'm it's got to be that because everything else does not make sense quite honestly that's but that honestly makes perfect sense glad you put that in perspective for me uh last bit of NFL news what's up Baker like what are we doing baby um Baker's uh as of this recording still a brown I believe technically <laughs> yes yeah. I'm not one for I told you so, but y'all know what I did. Um <laughs> yeah. but, nice. This uh he's going out sad, huh? Well, it he, it'll be fun watching him and Sam Darnold compete for the starting quarterback job of the of the Carolina Panthers in about you think a couple so? months. That's the rumor oh. I heard that noise. Yeah. Yeah, like I am I, I I just think that because of the ginormous hole at the quarterback position that Baker's not going to be able to fill, the fact that there is zero buzz about this Carolina Panthers team, and I don't think that drafting Malik Willis and or Kenny Pickett is going to solve that excitement hole, they're going to go get Baker. We're going to get some cheesy TikTok content, and the Panthers will win seven games. Which, yeah, that sounds about right. Pretty accurate. How sad is it that after all the Tom Brady gate nonsense, he comes back and is by far the best quarterback in his division? Like, there's six wins for him right there. The sad part is, I just see, like, and and we didn't necessarily, we haven't been able to talk about the Todd Bowles thing, which, again, shout out to Bruce Arians for Arians for literally walking it like he talks it, and hiring Todd Bowles mm-hmm. for that job and allowing. Byron Leftwich and top top Tom Brady to do what he does. Like that is an awesome thing. And they're going to be a machine. They're going to win 14 games and they'll probably go home in the first round because they hadn't played nobody for a decent half of their schedule. Correct. Correct. Uh, I've decided I'm making a pilgrimage to Minnesota next year to watch Anthony Edwards play basketball. Um, I'll let you know when we're going. Georgia product, as you should. As you Federal should. High School, Federal Crashers, pretty bad football team back in my day. Um, let's talk playoffs. I mean, we got to, right? Yes, we, had, we got to. We got to at this point. Because you, you teased out something. I want to hear your t- – you have thoughts about these playoffs. I want to hear your thoughts so I can be mad at them later. First and foremost, nice try, Hornets. Good job. Good effort. 
sight. Don't get me started on that. Th- that team is why I'm no longer. I-, I try to limit my Twitter usage at this point. That secondly, Cavs, could you not hurt Clint Capello, please? <laughs> oh jeez, can't lose some dignity. Damn it! And lastly, Hawks are cooked, bro. This is over. It's done in four. I, 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 the one thing I was very, very happy about was when I saw game one of that Hawks Heat series and saw that the Heat basically did what the Hornets tried to do and just Mm -hmm. did it better because Mm -hmm. they had better defenders and absolutely curb stomped them. Like, like that, that was, that, that was, and and I, that doesn't happen if Clint's on the floor. That shit doesn't happen with in the force. All I'm saying. We, we sure? It's a very different series with Capella. Yes! I don't know about that one. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Um, the series is over in four. I've seen Miami play in Atlanta. It turns into a, a game in American Arizona. Like, it's, it's, or whatever the crypto, whatever it is. Whatever the arena is, it turns into Miami's arena when they play in Atlanta. It's a wrap. Um, yeah. Or if they get, if, if the Hawks steal one at home, I'll be very impressed. Next game is Friday night on uh, ESPN. Next series, the Nets and the Celtics. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Kyrie's weird, but he's very good at basketball. Um, other thoughts? If there have been a defensive lapse from LeBron, like there was from Kevin Durant at the end of that game, we talk about it for the next six years. Um, game yeah, two. Game two. And the quotes after it sound like a team defeated. And also, the rumor is Ben Simmons will be back for game four. Where do you want to go with this? The fact that they've, they've already slotted this out for Ben Simmons. First things first, <laughs> Steve Nash has denied all this Ben Simmons is coming back. So the fact that we're getting this from Shams and literally nobody else, none of the beat writers, you know where Shams is getting this information from. That'd be Rich Paul. So yes. we'll start there. That The fact that they're doing all of this and there's no one message. And I don't want to say, I don't want to go to where everybody feels like they need to go in terms of, oh, my God, oh, my God, player empowerment doesn't work because it's the same thing as NIL. It's a big boogeyman that people like to use to sound smarter than they actually are. The lack of structure will cost the Brooklyn Nets any sort of – it will cost them any sort of championship going forward. Oh, oh, championship's no longer on the table. This is a failed experiment. The second they had to ship out James Harden, um, it was a failed experiment. Uh, you guys can lie yourselves up in Simmons all you want. It's not there. It's never going to be there. There's no there there. I, I, I want to. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was going to say I want to defend Ben Simmons, but I can't. everyone wants to for no good reason. I can't figure out why y'all love him so damn much. He never showed me nothing, and y'all tell me it's grazing sliced bread. I can never mind. Let me stop. Yeah. Next please. series that may have turned last night, the injury to Chris Middleton. The Bucks are tied with the Bulls 1-1. This is my pick for a sweep. This is my pick for Bucks are going to turn it on and, and steamroll these fools. And DeMar DeRozan, my God. Yeah. 
No Middleton. No. Bobby Portis. Nope. No Middleton. Like I, there's a lot of this that I worry about going forward, and it shows you why even as a small market, you can't afford to get cheap. And when you didn't bring back PJ Tucker, hmm. like it kind of, this is where it kind of shows where it hurts. And I don't think, I think we're, I think Milwaukee's cooked now that uh, Middleton's gone for a month. It's a month. Yeah, essentially it's it's going to be a month. MC sprain, MCL sprains, oh. minimum a month. Oh, he's done. Yeah. Speaking of cooks, yeah. Toronto. Um, Embiid's not going to win the MVP, but they should start giving it out before the playoffs start. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I have a problem. Like, I'm one of those that tries to I, – I think we need to change the voting. I do think that because of the way we've expanded the involvement of the playoffs and how no one really considers – Anything with stakes in the NBA, the regular season kind of quasi doesn't matter. I kind of want to start putting the playoff, the MVP voting for after the first round. I kind of, I think I'm there now. Like, let's start voting for this after the first round. Most of the players involved are going to be involved in these playoff series. Let's go West. Uh, if, if you don't have Booker for four weeks, it's over. Yeah, are you prepared for Golden State to to be in the, in the finals? Because that's where we're headed. I'm prepared for, I'm prepared for Anthony Edwards to wipe the motherfucker off the map. You hope so. You hope. <laughs> I do. Like the thing I is, do. the thing is, like, I want to see this team. I want to see Minnesota do well because I I'm I think Carl Anthony Towns occasionally gets slandered a little too hard on Twitter. I do think that he is a one-way center, and you can't be a one-way center in this league. But at the same time, he's incredibly gifted at what he does. I want to see the I want to see the Minnesota Timberwolves. I just don't think they're beating Steph. I don't, I don't think they're beating that Warriors team. They still have a lot to they still have a lot to learn. And I think whomever I, I don't think they're beating Memphis, honestly. You think they're beating Memphis? I don't think so. I, I, I'm hoping they will. And watching Carl Anthony Towns dunk on someone so hard, they push someone else was very encouraging. But I, uh, yeah, I don't see, I, I think Memphis is going to get him out the paint, but you're right. I think it's the Warriors. Unfortunately, the window discussion I keep having about the Warriors is wrong because they've got a path. This is the best path they've had. In, this is like, this may break completely right for them. They got a very easy for they got a very easy, very wounded Denver Nuggets team. They're going to get whomever escapes out of the cage in that Memphis Minnesota Memphis Minnesota thing in that because that's going to be a six seven game series at this point. Mm-hmm. I do worry. I, I and then they get who whomever comes out of that one four matchup. Like I think it's going to get set up very very well because. Whether whether New Orleans wins, and I don't think New Orleans will win, they got to get past whomever comes out of the Luka Utah series, and the way it's looking. And as much as as many jokes as I've cracked about Jason Kidd, 
yo, Dallas might actually do a little something here without Luka. And if they get by Utah, I'm not sure Phoenix is beating a healthy-ish Luka team without Devin Booker. I don't think they have enough. That's the thing that scares me the most. And you look at Denver, and I think we're, uh, we're seeing the – or it's not Denver, excuse me, Utah. I think we're seeing the, the turn on Spider, aren't we? We should, it's not though. It's huge to score a bunch of points anymore. Like, the thing that, that's crazy about Donovan Mitchell, like, I like Don. I think he's a really good kid. I also – like, at some point you got to grow your game. And maybe he can't. Maybe physically the, the limitations of being six two and a half, six three do catch up with you. But at some point, the evolution's got to come in your game. And unfortunately, it hasn't. And this is kind of where the media and the fans require it. And this is where the mar- This is when people like to say the market corrects itself. This is where the fan market, the media market, cor- corrects itself because he's been allowed to skate and. Mind you, Rudy Gobert's back back there taking all of those slings and arrows coming to Don might actually help his game going forward. It's wild, and I cannot believe everything that's happened this season is going to end with freaking Warriors, man. I, <sighs> Not even, like, a good version of Steph, either. Like a very mediocre Steph Curry. But, but here's the thing. If you get let let's say you get Miami Golden State, that's all of the matchups that you get. I think the NBA'd be happy with that. Like of the realistic matchups that you could see, I think they'd be very very happy with a Steph Curry in the finals situation because it guarantees some sort of ratings and it guarantees a whole bunch of different ads and everything and a whole bunch of buy-in. And I think that helps everybody in the league, especially. Especially when you consider what 2020 was to, to a lot of these teams in the league. Wild. Wow. Now, man, thank you for taking the time to sit with us, talk about all manner of things. Tell everyone once again where they can find all your hard work. I would say you could find me at Nato the Scribe on Twitter, but I'm not really using Twitter that much right now because generally I hate people and I'm trying to take a hiatus from as many things as possible. You can catch me on the Ion College Basketball Podcast. You can also catch me on the Pick 6 Podcast every now and again. And there may be a few other side freelance projects that I can't reveal. But if I do reveal them, they will be on the Twitter account. There you go. My man, thanks for coming on. We're going to be back Monday. Jason Smith talking all Georgia's draft prospects. He texted me and said he has some sort of game with Georgia's draft, so don't do any – um. He said, don't do any pre-draft research. He knows him better than that. Um, we'll be back talking that and everything else that happens between now and then. That was your show. There is no outro. See you guys Monday.